0: It's Friday, January the 1st, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, 2021 starts with a whimper, and 2020 ends with market highs. First, the world in brief. New Year's Eve celebrations were unsurprisingly muted. Countries that have dealt with COVID-19 effectively, such as New Zealand and Taiwan, partied, but Melbourne cancelled its firework display and Beijing its light show. There were no throngs in Moscow's Red Square, nor pyrotechnics lighting up the Thames. Many perhaps were happy to see a miserable year disappear without fuss. After a rollercoaster year, America's stock markets ended 2020 at record highs. The S&P 500 index gained 0.6% yesterday and 16.3% over the year. Markets elsewhere had more mixed days and years. Britain's FTSE 100 fell by 1.5% as tighter anti-COVID-19 restrictions threatened further economic damage. It lost 14.3% in 2020, its worst year since 2008 but sterling, helped by the post-Brexit trade deal, reached its highest value against the dollar for the year. Hong Kong's top court ordered that Jimmy Lai, a billionaire proprietor of a pro-democracy tabloid, should be returned to jail until at least February, countermanding his earlier release on bail. Mr Lai has been charged with foreign collusion under a national security law imposed in 2020 by the Chinese Communist Party without the approval of Hong Kong's legislature. The number of Americans in hospital with COVID-19 passed 125,000 for the first time. Deaths reached another daily record of 3,744, taking the total toll above 342,000. Ominously, a fast-spreading variant of the disease first noted in Britain has been recorded in California and Colorado. Britain, meanwhile, reported another increase in cases, which have topped 50,000 for three days running. New unemployment insurance claims in America fell for the second week in a row to 787,000 seasonally adjusted in the week to December 26th from 806,000 the week before. Claims are nevertheless running at almost four times the rate just before the pandemic struck and are well above their peak during the global financial crisis of 2007-9 and Saudi warplanes struck targets in Sana'a, the capital of Yemen, which is held by the Iran-backed Houthi movement. The strikes were a response to an attack on Aden airport in southern Yemen, targeting a new Saudi-backed cabinet which killed at least 22 people. Yemen's Prime Minister, mayin Abdul-Malik Saeed accused Houthi militias and Iranian experts of involvement in the attack. And now, here's today's agenda. Come again, the year of déjà vu. This week, Espresso looks ahead to the coming year. Today, culture. COVID-19 has played havoc with dates. The virus that dominated 2020 is named after the year before, since it was brought to the attention of the World Health Organization on December 31st, 2019. The 2020 Olympics in Tokyo will take place in 2021. Expo 2020 in Dubai will run from October 2021 to March 2022. Europe's quadrennial international football tournament, postponed to 2021, will remain Euro 2020 to serve as a reminder of how the whole football family came together. The fact that plenty of branded material has already been produced was probably another consideration. A sense of déjà vu is setting in and not just for the fun stuff. Londoners who hope to ignore the mayoral elections of 2020 will have to extend their apathy another 12 months. Somalis, having gone 51 years without elections based on the Universal franchise, will have to wait another year. At least Miss America 2020 caused none of these problems. It took place in 2019. Streaming stars, COVID-19 and the movies. The movie business has had a miserable year. Film sets were shuttered, promotional tours cancelled, and many blockbusters rescheduled to 2021. With audiences stuck on their sofas, streaming services became more powerful. Netflix added 10.1 million new subscribers in the second quarter of 2020 against a forecast of 8.3 million. Studios started putting their premium content online. In September, for example, Disney released its live-action remake of Mulan, which cost $200 million on Disney+. Plus. The subscription service has blasted past its growth targets in the past year, and the company now plans to match Netflix in its spending on streaming. These shifts mean that some cinemas have had to compromise on their exclusivity rights. Theatrical and digital releases have happened at the same time. Some award shows are set to make films that premiered online eligible. Looking further ahead, the suspension of filming in 2020 may mean a dearth of new content in 2021. A new type of museum, the Humboldt Forum. The middle of Museum Island in Berlin has been a meadow, a parade ground, a Dominican monastery, a Prussian palace and the East German parliament. In 2021, it will reopen in a new incarnation, the Humboldt Forum, a giant historical facade wrapped around a series of climate-controlled, ultra-modern exhibition galleries. The centre, estimated to cost 644 million euros, 763 million dollars, will house Berlin's collections of Asian art and ethnology, as well as the city's library, the Municipal Museum and the Humboldt University. Many say the plan glosses over fascist and communist history while paying homage to the militaristic Prussians. More incendiary still are the ethnological collections. Germany has made great strides returning artworks seized by the Nazis but has mostly ignored items looted during its African colonial period. But these controversies may yet be transformed into opportunities. Germany's experience as a federal state, which manages by consensus, should inspire the Humboldt Forum to become a great centre of cultural debate. Plague Plots – COVID-19 Fiction Writing novels is a slow business, so stories inspired by the pandemic will mostly be published in 2021 and thereafter. Current events are not always the most fertile soil for successful fiction, however. Even if readers are keen to read about an episode they just lived through, the field will be crowded and original insights scarce. The static nature of the crisis is another challenge to authors. For most people, barring frontline workers, the pandemic year has been sedentary and isolated. Time spent baking or in front of the television is not the stuff of which page-turning dramas are made. Meanwhile, narratives featuring masks and hand sanitising may feel out of date before the books hit the shelves if vaccines rapidly return life to normal. In any case, distilling extraordinary times into art generally requires time and distance. Readers may have to wait a while for the definitive COVID-19 novel. Fewer, Longer, Closer. Holidays in 2021. People will travel more in 2021 than in 2020. The appetite remains, after all. Last summer, when many countries temporarily lifted coronavirus restrictions, travel began to bounce back. Global hotel occupancy rates sprang from 22% in April to 47% in August. In 2021, aided by vaccines, people will begin to go on holiday again. But vacations won't exactly be the same. Short dashes across borders may be difficult with quarantines at each end. Trips are likely to be fewer and longer. They will also be closer. Countries are encouraging citizens to holiday at home to offset the drop in international visitors. Singapore, for example, gave its citizens 100 Singapore dollars, 75 US dollars, to spend on local attractions. Holidays may come to mean something different too. Those who can work from home will be tempted by working from somewhere a lot nicer than home. Travellers will get used to longer stays, more flexibility, and combining work with leisure. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Alfred Lord Tennyson, who died October 6th, 1892. Hope smiles from the threshold of the year, to come whispering, it will be happier.